This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Wendy's 2 for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items, like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam. Crispy nugs. Crispy nugs. Strawberry lemonade. Dave's. Dave's. Nugs. Nugs. Sam. Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to Ticket Weeknights. Riffin with Raf and AD. Nice. Nice. Right? More Husker talk, more Huskers talking which is kind of the idea behind it. Stories, storytelling, and the lot. I'm DP, next to me, AD, next to him, Chris Raff. Big Sky, welcome back, bro. I know you've been going through it. Greatly appreciate it. You folks, we are live, so that means you can text us, 402-464-5685 on the Sarder Heyman text line. Uh, You can call in if you have commentary, things you want to share. Do that so on do so on the Honda Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. You can follow the live video stream. On Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Those chat rooms are open, so if you have commentary, have at it, get in the way. Here's This is the beauty of it. When Huskers get together, stories are told. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted these two, 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 two fine gentlemen to be able to share stories with you each week. It's, it's wonderful to have you guys a part of the Ticket family. So give the folks a little. Let's start with Chris. Give the folks a little of who you are and what you want this to be. Well, um, first off, we're super excited to be here. I, we kind of an idea we came up with, but it's one of those things that we've been around um, the state of Nebraska, uh, I guess I'd say our entire life. And the university's probably, I would say for me and probably for AD, probably one of the most important things that we've ever encountered and the people that we've met and not just um out the uni- or through the university that's continued and the people we met through the university i would say probably encompasses you know uh a lot a lot of people and what we want to do is we want to introduce those people um to the listeners out there and have them tell some of the stories and you know stuff that they've that they've encountered in life and hopefully it'll inspire some people and hopefully it'll bring some entertainment. AD, let them know. My man. Let them know. (laughs) Let them know, man. Let them know. Oh, big sky ramp. This is a blast, man. First of all, it's cold outside. So it feels good up in this mug right now. (laughs) 
we was rolling. I was just like, man, it's cold out here. I, look, this is when you really enjoy being indoors. Like yes. working indoors, I was like, oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, the Lord is good. Thank yes. you for allowing yes. me to do this. Someone said praise the Lord. <laughs> I was it's funny thing. So I was, ta- I was, and you guys will have to meet my wife Rebecca, who's the real brains behind all uh-huh. this, right? And so she always asks the question. He goes, I, I tend to pull people who are like I am. Yeah. yeah. Energy vibe, same deal. And she goes, are these your guys? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Chris and AD are my guys. <laughs> like, these are my kind of dudes. This is how this is going to get down. So, yeah, it's cold. L- t- talk to me about the legend of the day is Aaron Davis. Well, I wouldn't say legend. Oh, it's legend because if I know about it well, before I get well, here – it's legendary. Well, let me tell you, I won't get too beat, but you know what? Here's the deal. First of all, we're 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 pumped to be part of the family here. You know, pumped to be part of the family right here. This is this is a blast. Uh, it's a new endeavor, as Raf mentioned. But uh, we both, I've done a lot of radio, not in this capacity, but as far as interviews, et cetera. This is different, though, because this is a family-type atmosphere. There's not you're just going in to talk to somebody, you're out of there. This is Husker Nation. But I was born and raised here in Nebraska, right here in Lincoln. Uh, I've been running around at that stadium since 1984. My oldest brother, Mark Davis, one of my older brothers, he was the equipment manager for the football team. So from the age of about 10 years old, I've been running around that stadium down in the Mushroom Gardens, which they call the old track. Yeah, okay. Underneath. Right. Um, known the coaches for years. In fact, Coach Solich gave me my first job. All right. I was the, I was the ball boy for the Big Red football schools. And so I've been running around there for years, man. And then I was fortunate. I wasn't a superstar uh, or a starter. I was a walk-on that just had a dream to play football for Nebraska. So even as Rashawn, my former teammate, was on today, and Terrell, uh, I'm sorry, he had um, um, Sheldon, he had on, Sheldon yeah. on there. What he a had great Octavius. Con- what a great conversation. Yeah, had. and I wanted to call in because Tavy hit me kind of hard a few times, but I didn't want to say nothing. <laughs> I wasn't going to say nothing. But, you know, so I had an opportunity. For me, it was a, it was a dream come true to be able to play uh, for Coach Osborne and to be a part of a national championship team. And more importantly than that, just the lessons we learned that we didn't realize the gravity of until after we were done. And VJ said that so many times throughout. And, and Strick on his show, too. Just to be a part of the athletic family at Nebraska, regardless of what sport, it was really a blessing and a um, just a privilege. And you don't realize until you get old like we are now. <laughs> I ain't right? saying like you, but I'm just saying like me. No, I'm old. We, no, you know? no, no. I'm older. Yeah, <laughs> I'm older. That's 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 how this gets down. I'm like I'm so, the yeah. old head to rope. It was a good time though, man. It was a good time. You guys, there is a a deep kindred. Yes. And I want to ask: Is it because of the success, or was the the reason for the success? It's kind of like you're asking: the, Was it the chicken or the egg? right? Well, but that because it, because it's absolutely a thing that some people can say: Well, everybody loves you when you win it. Like everybody loves mm-hmm. a champ. But are you lovable before? Is that why you become a champ? Do you, the respect of each other, the respect of the name, the respect of the work that's required. Like, this is not normal. There's nine programs in the entire country that have the legacy of Nebraska Huskers. Mm-hmm. Is that because you care or is it because you care? Like, it has to be – I don't know which one comes first. Were you great or were you great because you, you loved each other? I think they're interchangeable. Yeah. I really do. You can't have one without the other. And people have to remember that are older, older out there. Before Coach Osborne won the national championship, there were people. In fact, he has a story that he shared with us, and I believe it was in either 79 or 78 at the Blue Bonnet Bowl, I believe. That he had somebody. 78. 
that he had somebody, remember this, Raph? He had yep. someone come up to him, like a region or someone of that nature. Win or go that, home. Hey, coach, it's a good thing you won tonight because you're going to be looking for a job. Win or go home. And the man, what was the final record that year? I mean, we won, like, coach never lost more than nine games. No, never. Never. And they still wanted him gone. So, to your point, Derek, it's, it comes both. And people, the, a huge buzzword today, we hear it in corporate America, we hear it in sports, culture, culture. Well, people make up culture. So Coach Osborne and that whole regime during that time, they made sure they brought in the right people. And then you create culture around the people. You can't have culture without people or people without culture. They come hand in hand. But to your point, you got to have both of them. You can't have one without the other. Yeah, I, I, I went through several conversations with, and it's a weird thing, guys that didn't even play together were still teammates. Yep. Like, to have people that never played with you, Chris, look at and go, okay, I get it. Because you were around the program, and you were a constant around the program. And that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, to go, that dude was always a presence. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know you made an impact. When somebody says, Chris had presence. That's important, and those people are necessary. Who are the other folks within the program that kind of are the presence people, those, those legends that kind of keep the, the, the place keepers? Right? <laughs> to make sure the standards stay the same. I have a lot, but Raph, who would you say some of those guys would be? <sighs> I'll let you go first on that one. <laughs> you know, there's there. I can't think you just you could just name one, but when you look at the guys from, I mean, from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, regardless if you played together or not, you're part of the family. It's like my oldest brother, God rest his soul. He's 12 years older. We don't have a lot in common as far as growing up because I didn't know. When he moved out, I was like nine. Right. You know, but we're both Davises. So regardless if a guy played in the 70s, 90s, or right now, we all wore the N on the helmet. We had the same uniform. So even though we didn't have a lot of uh, same stories, we had the same experiences, and we had that same bloodline of Nebraska football, if you would, the DNA that's there. So as far as names, we can go from even just – Oh, I'm just going from my era, but even guys before me that I looked up to a lot because they were there. You look at the Mike Rogiers, Guy Rogier, who I still keep in touch with those guys quite a bit. You look like Keith Jones, Lee Jones, Neil Smith, Broderick Thomas, uh, Tony Davis before them. You know, Roger Craig, Curtis Craig before those guys. Uh, Danny Noonan's that were there. The, uh, the Mike Murray's, who was a short defense uh, nose guard that played then. You look at – I mean, I can keep going on and on. For us, the, the Christian Peter brothers, you know, Jeff Mills, Reggie Cooper, Tyrone Bird, Tony Velan, John Re- – I can keep going on and on with those guys that continue to pass the torch to us, to us younger guys. And when you came in, it was you were, you were corrected real fast if you weren't doing things the Nebraska way. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not how we practice here. What is the Nebraska way? Excellence and everything. I was a scout team guy, D. I got, listen, Saturdays was a day of rest for a brother like me. You know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dudes was getting hyped up to play the game. Man, I was eating Fairberry hot dogs. Just tell them you're 30 for 30 yeah. right now. Here's right? Here, <laughs> y'all listening out there. It, it blows me away when I'm – see, people, they, if they know me, it's because of what I do now as far as a public speaker. Yeah. When they say, oh, I remember you played for Nebraska. I'm thinking, you got to be a sick Husker fan. 
right? to remember when I played for Nebraska. My stats, I had one catch for 19 yards against Missouri. And Coach Osborne reminds me of this story every time. He says, if A.D. would have just fell forward for a yard, the whole state would have got, you know, a dollar runs just because we had 200 yards in passing. Oh. But Coach Osborne and Coach Brown never lived that down. So I was not a superstar whatsoever, but even on scout team, and Rashawn will tell you this in his scout team days, Sheldon would tell you the same, Octavius would tell you the same, there was a certain way that we carried ourselves. Every rep mattered. Every snap mattered. And I heard VJ say this earlier today, if it wasn't done with excellence, you'd hear this, run it again. It didn't matter if it was 65 degrees or 6 degrees. If it wasn't done with excellence, run it again. So if you do that so many times, it's ingrained in you. Then the younger guys see that. And then it passes on down to the next generation. If you don't, you were just talking about this before, remember about history. Mm -hmm. If you don't know your lineage or history, you don't respect it. Say, say that again louder for the people. If the you don't know your <laughs> lineage or history, you don't respect it. We, I remember when the black shirts would get their black shirts. Mm. And Octavius would tell you this, and a number of other guys would tell you this. Those guys would be in tears. It meant that much because they understood the lineage. They understood the history. They understood and respected those who came before them. If you don't have a memory or an understanding or an appreciation who came before you, you don't necessarily respect what's going on right now. It's just you're playing at Nebraska rather than for Nebraska. It's a major difference. Man, look, that's – look, the whole point of all of this stuff, especially in this in this station, was to having have conversations about the right way and then actually have those stories be represented by a person rather than – like, for me to say it, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. It means more for you to, for you guys to say it. Uh, from the starter Hammond text on Ray says, "What's up, DP?" Of course, he's saying, "What's up, to you guys?" Of course, Chris has presence. He's six foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what you, this is what you have to look forward to. I'm just letting you know. Like, and I, yeah, Ray's, Ray's good people, man. It's, 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 <laughs> That's it's, what he said. He's six foot eight. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're actually, some, I think he's six nine. <laughs> right to do this too. So, Chris, through all the the, the, your time within the uh, within and around the program, what makes it special to you? Um, the family atmosphere, like, I mean, it's been, oh man, I don't want to say it, twenty five, thirty years. Say it, that, and I still, you know, I still see, you know, guys that, you know, some some I haven't seen for like fifteen, twenty years, and you know, still, hey, how are you? You know, what's new? How's life? Stuff like that. Um. One of the coaches that I met at Nebraska, Lance Leipold, the head football coach at Kansas, I met him when he was a on-campus recruiting coordinator at the university. And we've kept in touch through the years. And I've, I'll go up to Buffalo when he was the head coach up there before I went to Kansas. And it was funny. The first year I went up there, you could sort of see him building that culture. And then, mm-hmm. now, and then I'd go up there year two, year three, year four. And it amazed me how much – he had patterned his program after Nebraska of the 90s, early 2000s. These players were coming up to me. Hello, sir. How are you? You know, it went from sir to I told him no more sir stuff. Call me Chris. <laughs> and it got to a point where I, I got to know like all of his players and like they played at Nebraska this year. And I went down to the team hotel the night before the game. And I'm like saying hi to the families and I'm having old players. Um, James old 
James O'Hagan, he was a Remington Award candidate. He was a GA on his staff, made sure to come down and say hi, you know, and stuff like that. And that's like that that feeling. It just gave me that 90s feeling. And I've told Lance that several times. It's like, you know, you might never be the power that Nebraska was in the 90s, early 2000s. But that culture that you're building is what's, you know, going to make you successful. Because when you have that family bond, that's hard, hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are with, and this is a, a, a Wednesday night regular thing, forward, AD and, and, and Raf and Guys, when you look at today's program, where it stands currently, if you could add one thing to it to help it improve and be what the the greater version of itself, what would you add to the programs? What would you add? You go first, Rappy. Oh, that's a tough question. I don't think it's so much about adding anything because I really think Nebraska's has the talent – I think they have the capabilities, they have the abilities. I think, if anything, it's just to, to add that mentality from the 90s, that refuse-to-lose attitude. Um, I felt like this year we'd get in the fourth quarter and stuff like that, and instead of going, we're going to win, it always would turn into, well, I hope something doesn't go wrong here. And I think once we get that that attitude back of refusing to lose, like we're going to the fourth quarter, and I, I think Vershawn mentioned it earlier today about holding those four fingers up. It meant something. We got to get back to when it hits out fourth quarter and those four fingers go up. It means, hey, we're here to win, and that's all we're going to do. You know what? There, there's, I think there's a lot of factors here when you look at it. And, and I think it starts with this. Today's player is a lot different than we were, too, from a mindset standpoint. We didn't have cell phones unless you, your parents had bank. I mean, it was $80 a second for a right. cell phone back right? then. You know what I'm saying? We had pagers. And that was during the day. That was during the daytime. <laughs> you know, you better be half dead or in a ditch yeah. to use a cell phone. Yeah. These kids today have a lot of distractions. That's not an excuse. That's a reality. Mm-hmm. I will also say this, though. Back in those days, I don't want to say back in those days, but it was during that time, I'm going to say, once you understood the agony of defeat it's greater than the thrill of victory that pain of losing is more intense than winning the national championship because in 1993 we got cheated against florida state didn't we husker fans it was a fumble, it was fumble. yes yes it was not fumble. only a fumble we yeah. still haven't found the clip yet on Corey dixon <laughs> and i haven't even watched it on tape what block well, yeah what block <laughs> so you think about all of that and when you lose a game like that, not just a regular season game, but I mean a nas- when, when everything's on when everything's online, you lose like that, that leaves a horrible taste in your mouth. I'm 47 years old. I watched that game. Literally, I watched that game on the sideline. Yeah. That's because I didn't right. play. Right. But I'll say this. When Raph brought up, refused to lose, and we had a, a, a whole theme, unfinished business. So, And it started in January. And that's what I'm hoping this, this team does this year, that it starts right now. Because games are not won and lost during the game. They're won and lost from January all until that first practice. And everything you do, every snap, every rep, every drill, the way you carry yourself, all of those games are won and lost way before the game starts. Now, are there things that are going to happen out of your control? Yes. But this team, and we hear it all, I hear it all over the country and I travel, man, you guys are just so close. You guys are just so close. And as Raph, as you brought up, we have to get out of our mindset. We were so close. You can't expect, well, something's going to go wrong. You have to expect, no, something's going to go right. But in order to start expecting that, you have to start seeing it. 
It's got to be a mindset shift. I think so much of the discussion, because the, the, this vacuum, this sports media vacuum, was filled with people who wanted to vent rather than people that wanted to resolve. Hmm. And there's a difference. So the voices are required for, for, for guys like Chris Raff and, and Aaron Davis to say there is a way to this. Like, they're not less talented. They are more distracted. Yeah. They are placated more. Mm-hmm. But they also don't have the expectancy that winning is mandatory. Yes. Like, there's a different – like, everybody wants to win. But not everybody works or fights for winning. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a different thing. For for you guys, what would be – what were the common messages that, that Coach Osborne would give? The voice that was in the head of, of players – when things got tough, what was what's what would that Tom Osborne voice say? You know, one of the things is, and this is going to sound cliche, but it's the truth. And my my former col- my colleagues, I'm old when you say colleagues, man. <laughs> <laughs> my former teammates would probably echo this as well. You know, you practice like you play, you play like you practice. Our games were pretty much over for the most part, first or second series of that third quarter. Because physically, that other team took a pounding so bad. You had some of those guys that want to come back out and play in the second half because they were beat up. Yeah. They were physically beat up. So when we start, I, I'll, I'll never forget it against Wyoming. Frazier was out with blood clots. Um, Brooke Behringer had to collapse lung. Mm-hmm. And at halftime, Coach Osborne comes to the locker room. Terminator, you're starting. Locker room erupts. Nobody felt, oh, my gosh. Mm. We're going to lose. That was never an option. It's your time because you've put in the work. Yes, because we put in the work. Coach Osborne would always tell us, fellas, if you prepare like champions, you'll be a champion. But you must prepare for it. Preparing to be a champion is not, is not fun. Mm-mm. Preparing to be a champion is not easy. There are sacrifices. And Vershawn talked, in fact, Octavius talked about it today. Man, think about practicing out on a day like this outside today. Now, we didn't have the Hawks facility and things like they got now. Now, we have the Cook Pavilion. Don't be wrong. We had that. But when the offense, when it was time to go out there and, and like, scrimmage, he was like, you're not going to play in 65-degree weather in October, November, or for a big 12 championship, big 8 championship. So we're going to practice in those environments. Preparing for it is rarely fun, but the results is worth it. It's is all worth it. You don't remember the cold as much. When you put on the ring, here's the th- here's, here's the thing. We'll, we'll get to, we'll I'll get you out in, in your first break, but here's the thing. Think about it this way: none of the f- student athletes that play here now currently understand what you just said hmm. because they've never had to play in January. Hmm. It's true. Never played in a bowl game. Never played in a national championship game. Never had had that expectation and mm-hmm. that standard that the best is all we, we aspire to. Just ponder that for a second. That Bruh. they don't even know. That Derek, to my understanding, I could be wrong on this. On this year's roster, I believe the only one that played in a game was was a bowl game was what, JoJo Doman? Yep. Yeah. Correct. I think that was the only one. Mm-hmm. So that's to your point. And you, and to go back to your point, which you said earlier, what were some of the things? One of the things was Coach Osborne, and I don't want to get into this because I know a lot of people do this. Well, comparing this, you know, no, this no, we're simply saying what, exactly. it is, what it is. And you're not. You're not yeah. saying it. But people always ask me, what's the difference? I'm like, it's not fair for me to compare, but I'm saying I'm going to only say what the recipe was for us. Mm-hmm. But it works. We had a lot of internal accountability. 
We had a thing called the Unity Council. And if you were messing up in the classroom, off the field, uh, on the field, you didn't want to go in before you in front of your peers. It was like the Supreme Court of your peers. Mm-hmm. And if you had to go in there in front of the uh, Unity Council, you knew you messed up. You much, it was much worse to hear it from your teammates than from a coach. So we're pretty, we're pretty well self-governed. Again, though, that goes into the DNA and the culture. We don't do things like that here at Nebraska. Yeah, it, it's deep. Uh, we'll go one final text before we go to the break. Uh, it says, congrats, Raph and AD. Too cold for golf. Might as well talk about the Huskers on the radio. Can't wait <laughs> to listen to you guys, Blake France. So we'll throw it to break. Blake. Yeah, man, we'll throw it to break. You're listening to, to Riffin on, on – look, Chris Raff, Aaron Davis, every Wednesday night. Buckle up. Buckle up. You're listening to 937 The Ticket. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops. The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. It's electrified. Boogie, woogie, woogie. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie into the forest. Boogie. Boogie Woogie Woogie through the mud. Or Boogie Woogie Woogie to work, where you Boogie Woogie Woogie down the hall to your boss's office to tell him you quit. Then you Boogie Woogie Woogie to the elevator as he Boogie Woogie Woogies after you, begging, please, take me with you. The electrified Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. Learn more at Jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.